0: Welcome to the HBK High Performance Podcast with Michael B. Ross, a podcast designed to help leaders develop the character, skills, and passion needed to lead fulfilled and impactful lives. Here's Michael. Well, good day to you, ladies and gentlemen.
1: This is Michael B. Ross, and I would like to welcome you to the HBK High Performance Podcast. I hope that the sun is shining and the birds are chirping in your life, and I hope all your dreams are coming true. Before we get started today, as I always like to mention, if you hear one good thought, one good phrase, one good quote, or one good idea from this podcast, I would like to ask you to put that thought, phrase, idea, or quote into absolute immediate action. It is the application of our education that makes the biggest difference in our world. And I do not want you to be one of those people who looks back on their life with regret. I want you to take action because you are worth it and your team is worth it. We are gonna be talking about fear and how that is a leader's greatest enemy. Before we get into that, however, I would love to take a moment and hear a word from our
0: sponsors. Forever Lawn is the premier artificial grass company in the world and they are looking for dealers near you. If you're an entrepreneur, business owner, or investor looking for a great opportunity in a thriving market, then Forever Lawn is a great fit for you. Visit www.foreverlawn.com and click on the business opportunities page today for more information. So,
1: Fear is an unpleasant feeling of anxiety or apprehension caused by the presence or anticipation of danger. It's funny how fear causes people to do crazy things. So think for a moment what you would do if someone backed you in a corner and you were fearful for your life. You would probably fight like you've never fought before and most likely discover ninja moves you never knew you had. Fear can be an excellent motivator If it's paired with courage. So, for example, parents make sure their children are dressed warm in the winter out of fear that kids may catch a cold, flu, or fever. The fear of failure can motivate people to prepare well for a speech, a sport, or project. And knowing your fears will help you understand your reaction to fear, which will help you recognize when fear is affecting you mentally, physically, or emotionally. When you recognize you are being affected by fear, then you can use courage to defeat it. And courage is a really, really important tool. Courage and confidence as a leader is a very important tool to master in your life. So I just want to talk to you about some common fears real quick that cause leaders to be less than what they are. So most of you listening to this right now are leaders in some way, shape, or form in your organization, in your home life, and in your friendships and in your social circles. So just understand that what I'm talking about today is not a way to chastise or put anybody down. What I want to do is just raise the awareness. Part of great leadership is just being aware of what is going on and being a real person, not being a robot. You're not going to be perfect. You're not always going to get it right. Even if you are a master leader, you will still have fear crop its ugly head day in and day out. What we have to do is be aware, identify it, and then take proper actions in lieu of having fear. But having fear is a natural byproduct of being a human being. And so what we have to do is identify it and make sure that when we are a human doing, that we are acting in alignment with who we really are and not reacting out of fear. Some of the common fears that hurt leaders, the fear of rejection. So for most people, the fear of rejection starts from the experience of being rejected. All of us have been rejected at some point in time, whether it be perceived or overt. We've had people reject us. Maybe you were interested in a person when you were younger of the opposite sex, and they told you they weren't interested. Now, we can look at that, and I know how guys handle that. Well, I don't really care. I'm cool. We bury it. We act like we're all good with it. Sometimes females act a little different about that. Sometimes they act the same. But perhaps you've had someone you've been in love with reject you. Maybe you've had a boss or a teacher reject your work. That hurts, doesn't it? I remember putting out some publications and them being rejected by a few professors, and I felt I put so much time, energy, and effort into that, and it hurt to have them reject my work, or they criticized the way I wrote, or they didn't like something I said in it and picked it apart. That hurts. And I don't know anyone who enjoys rejection, invites it, or promotes it, but... Rejection can be a great benefit to our leadership if we learn how to handle it properly. So for example, consider what would happen if you asked someone out on a date and they turned you down. Nobody enjoys rejection, but rejection can be a great tool for helping us become more courageous and also for changing our philosophies and systems. Because sometimes you're rejected not because of anything you did and not because of who you are as a person. It's just simply not the right timing or the right system or the right right philosophy for someone else. It's not personal. A lot of the times that you get rejected, it's not personal. It's just not something that fits the other person, and so they decide not to move forward with you in whatever way, shape, or form. And so we need to look at it objectively instead of subjectively, which we put ourselves as a subject and we allow ourselves to feel the emotion of rejection instead of saying, hey, You know what, there's probably a good reason this person is not moving with me in this way. But here's what can happen if we don't get a handle on our fear of rejection. We will have limited creativity. We'll have the reluctance to ask somebody for something because we're afraid of being rejected. So we miss out on opportunity. And then we have a reluctance to share our ideas because we're afraid those will be rejected. So be careful with the fear of rejection. You have to look fear in the face, especially when it comes to this. It's common fear that people are afraid of rejection. We have to look at that in the face and move forward anyways. Next one is the fear of intimacy. Now, intimacy comes from being completely vulnerable with other people. If you're going to be a great leader, you have to be vulnerable. And this is not an easy topic to breach with many leaders. They feel like they shouldn't have to be vulnerable with people, that there's just a specific job to do, and they just need to do it. And I agree, if you're talking about management, I think management and leadership are hand in hand, and there are times you have to be autocratic and just simply follow the system and get the job done. But if you're going to be a great leader, you want to connect with people at a high level, and so in order... To connect with people, you have to be vulnerable first if you want other people to be vulnerable with you. A lot of people want to be vulnerable too. I've found this. People want to be authentic. They want to be vulnerable, but they refuse because they've been hurt in the past. And there's all those what-if questions that are stemmed from fear. What if I'm vulnerable with people and they take advantage of me? What if I'm vulnerable with people And they use that as a way to try to take my position. Yeah, I mean, those things could happen. I understand it. Those are valid questions to ask. But the other question on the other side is, what if you don't? What if you're not vulnerable and you miss opportunities to connect with people and you miss opportunities to help people find out who they really are and you miss opportunities to unleash the power within the people on your team so you can become all you can become? So there's always a risk when it comes to being vulnerable. And there's absolutely in that the fear of intimacy keeps us from being the best that we can be as a team. I've been on many teams over the years and the teams I remember doing very well, we were all very, very close with each other. All the team members were very close. And the reason was because we were all vulnerable. We all knew each other very well. We didn't put on airs and we were able to accomplish a lot because we were well connected. So I will promise you this. If you can become vulnerable and you can overcome your fear of intimacy, you are going to have a higher rate of connection, which puts you in better positions to succeed. So when you have a fear of intimacy, here's some of the symptoms that result. Inauthentic behaviors. People are fake. You can feel it when somebody is fake on your team. They're not real. Next is protective behaviors. People constantly put up walls, they lie, <laughs> they cheat, they steal, sometimes metaphorically, but sometimes overtly. Next is loneliness. People are lonely. If you can't be authentic and vulnerable, people are lonely and isolated, and they simply connect with each other on your team whenever they have to. So beware of the fear of intimacy. The next is the fear of failure. So the fear of failure is similar to the fear of rejection, except it's focused on performance rather than relationships. So those who fear failure may see their performance as a way of gaining love and acceptance. And in these cases, two things happen. One, a person who has performed well will not gain the love and acceptance they are looking for from a particular achievement. I tell you this. I have had a lot of achievements and it has never, ever given me the fulfillment that I believed it would, never. I've got a whole room full of trophies from performing well in various hobbies and sports and I promise you, those trophies mean nothing to me. The only thing that really matters is the memories that I share with other people I'm still connected with. But people drive themselves to greater levels of achievement, hoping that the next one is going to fulfill them, and it just doesn't. It just never does. Second, a person will avoid performing for fear of losing the love and acceptance that they have. They don't want to take risks because they're afraid if they fail, they'll let others down, and if they let others down, then no one will ever accept them ever again, and so they just don't want to try to perform. And Failure is really how you frame it. I mean, at the end of the day, if you try your best at something and you're being the best of who you are in a situation and the numbers, as far as the competitive environment is concerned, don't line up, it's probably just something in your system you need to change it. It doesn't make you a loser. It makes you a human being that sometimes we do the best and we go the hardest that we possibly can and it just doesn't work out. I have seen this time and time again where people shoot for the moon and they fall short. And people have said, well, I'm a failure because I didn't reach these." No, you went further than you ever thought possible. You just didn't hit the mark. That doesn't make you a failure. It makes you a human. You just simply have to change sometimes the system or the belief. Or maybe you didn't give yourself enough time to achieve something. I mean, there's many reasons why numbers aren't hit in any avenue in life. There's sometimes that numbers aren't hit. That's okay. What we have to do is simply adjust and keep moving forward. In my opinion, the only time you fail in life is when you stop trying. The next fear that I want to talk about is the fear of looking foolish. Now, this is the number one fear of human beings in active interpersonal settings. So, I have found that most active interpersonal fears to be rooted in the fear of looking foolish. This fear causes people to argue, procrastinate, attack, eliminate potential risk, lie, cheat, overcompensate, underperform, and hide their true selves and more. So as leaders, the fear of looking foolish can kill our environment, can absolutely destroy our environment as leaders. We have got to be careful that we aren't looking at the fear of foolishness as a way to protect ourselves. We have got to be willing to look foolish by taking risk and look foolish as a way to step outside the box and show our people what's possible. And guess what? Whether or not you think you are you can protect yourself from looking foolish, a lot of the times by trying to protect yourself from looking foolish, you end up looking foolish. It's better to be proactive. And to put yourself out there and to try and to risk than it is to play it safe. This life, by the way, you're not going to get out alive. So (laughs) you might as well live this life trying everything you possibly can to have the best life you possibly can, to put other people in the best position to have the best life they possibly can and risk it all than it is to try to play it safe and then to look back on your life with regret. To me, the weight of regret scares me more than anything else. When I think about my life, when I'm 85 years old and maybe on my deathbed with my family around me, I don't want to look back and say, I didn't at least try the best I could. I didn't at least risk everything I possibly could to try to have the best life. And maybe I didn't get it right all the time. Maybe I failed. Maybe I fell short, but I won't look back on my life saying, Hey, if only I would have, should have, could have I don't want that regret because there's nothing I can do about that when I'm at the end of my life. So we cannot allow fear to destroy our potential as leaders. We have got to overcome it and we need to be aware of it when it crops up. And when you can be more aware of your fear, you can simply change your actions, divert your actions into a positive stream that regardless of how you're feeling emotionally, you can still take right actions that will be best for your team. So I hope this was beneficial to you today, and I hope you turned the volume up on the fears in your life. Talk to you next time on the HBK High Performance Podcast.
0: Be sure to take immediate action on the ideas that compelled you from today's podcast. For information about the courses, resources, and services available from HBK High Performance, visit hbkln.com.